not so good, Brandon Lang. Oh, Brandon Lang. Brandon Lang, what's up? We need a hug. If I'm a Buckeyes fan, I am embarrassed and angry and livid at Kerry Combs and Ryan Day more than any two coaches who fell short of the mark in a game like that with 11 days to prepare more than any two coaches I have seen in the 30 years that I've done this. Hot take. For a living. You had 11 days to prepare. You have watched this team the entire year from afar. You could have dissected every single thing they did on film. And you're telling me, and the most embarrassing moment of the game, Forget the fact that they cut it to 14 and couldn't get a stop. And forget everything. The most embarrassing point of the game for me, as a Buckeye fan or as a handicapper, if I'm watching that game, okay, is you have the Heisman Trophy winner, who I think at this point in the game had seven catches for a buck fifty running straight down the middle of your field with a middle linebacker chasing him seven yards behind him. So pre-snap, where are we? Pre-snap, how does their number one offensive weapon get isolated on a linebacker? Did it ever occur to Combs or Day in the 11 days getting ready for Alabama to say to themselves, they're going to hang 50 on us no matter what we do. So the only way to beat this team is to press man, roll a safety over the top on the Heisman Trophy winner, and blitz Jones every single time and make him throw quick. What happens there is you get a tip ball with your hands up, you get him in third and long, you, you, you speed him up. At what point in the game did Combs or Day not realize that my front four can't get there? They can't. They can't. <laughs> They're not going to get there. It's over. So when we scored to make it 38-24, That possession, you take your shot. You put every bullet you got in the gun, and you're like, listen, we're putting eight at the line of scrimmage, and we're coming. Linebacker, you got the running back on a screen pass. That's your job. Okay, great. Safeties, press them. Press them. And if you got to grab him, but press him right off the line. And I'm telling you, we're going to get there. Bring an eight. To think that they were going to take the field with the same defensive scheme, which at that point had given up 38 and you walk right back out there and you do the same thing you did all game. Kerry Combs should have been fired. Ryan Day should have been fired. <laughs> Only just from the standpoint of the game plan that they came up with from a defensive standpoint. Listen, Justin Fields was garbage. He was garbage. As good as he was against Clemson, he was garbage. He could, he could not duplicate the performance that he had against Clemson. And that's what you needed if you were going to cover 
that's what you needed. The game was lost with the defensive game plan that Ryan Day and Combs came up with. That's where the game was lost. The game was lost. But the cover was lost because Justin Fields reverted back to the Justin Fields we thought against Northwestern and, and some other terrible games he had. So if I'm a Buckeye fan watching that game Monday night and the defensive game plan that they came up with and when Smith is just running right down the middle of the secondary with a linebacker covering him and I'm sitting there going, are, are, are you out of your mind? Are you absolutely yeah. – I mean, listen, at what, at what point in the game as a defensive coordinator do I say to myself, Wade may have went from a late first-rounder to parking cars at the Beverly Hills Valet Service? Yeah, I forgot that game happened, Brandon. I don't know what you're talking about. So, uh, <laughs> I, you know, and I, I said I'm going to come on here and I'm going to tell it like it is because the, 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 for Ohio State to have 11 days and take that field and what that showed me and told me – was they won the national championship the week before against Clemson. All right, and I'm looking through my notes, Brandon. I cannot find – what was your play on Cleveland last week? Nobody saw that. No, he said no touch. No, that was a no touch. I said said no touch. I said I I would tease Pittsburgh down just because of the COVID issues. And that that goes back into – I've said this for years, Mike Tomlin's the most overrated coach in in the NFL. 500 record in the playoffs. Um, And they just continue to annoying him like he's the second coming – and he gets in the playoffs, he just continues to fail and fail miserably to not have his team put up that kind of performance. I credit Cleveland. I, I, they just they went in there and punched him in the mouth and said, you guys aren't that good. And, and Tomlin had no answer. And Ben's got to go. It's, it's time for him just to walk off into the sunset. All he, right. was, he was garbage. So well, this week, based on the Chiefs' struggles, yeah. based on just how poorly they've been against the spread, you know, since they're – since their week eight win, which was the blowout of the Jets, 35-9, you look at every game they played, two-minute drive to beat the Raiders, 35-31. Tampa, they were up big the whole second half, and then Tampa backdoored it, but they still backdoored it to cover, 27-24. They struggled with Denver uh, on Monday night. And I think Sunday night game, they struggled against Denver, and if you remember that game, Vic Fangio had a fourth and had a, was down uh, 19-16 and had a fourth and two at midfield and punted. And then Mahomes went on a drive, and they kicked the field goal and used up all the clock. So they didn't cover the 13 there. Next week against New Orleans, uh, they won by three. That was actually a, a, a really good game on how they were able to execute against New Orleans' defense and, and, and get that win and cover. And then the last two weeks, 17-14 over Atlanta, and then they set everybody against the Chargers. So, I mean, listen, on paper, you take Cleveland plus the points. All right, BrandonLang.com. And that's 10, right? Yeah. I think it's sitting at 10 yeah, this morning. Sitting, yeah, sitting at t- you, you just have to. I mean, listen, if Kansas City shows up and scores 40 and, and covers and Cleveland shot their, shot their you-know-what last week against Pittsburgh and comes out flat, it, the, the only thing that scares me, guys, is it's kind of like Ohio State-Clemson. Ohio State shot every bullet they had in beating Clemson. They had nothing left, even with 11 days to face Ohio State. Cleveland, the way they beat Pittsburgh – I just feel like maybe that gas takes a little empty. I'd, I'd still take the 10, but I just think we're waiting for the Chiefs to give us their best game, and I don't know if I think you know Sunday might be it. I don't know, but we'll see. All right, let's go start off with uh, Saturday's action. Uh, Packers minus 6.5 against the Rams. Two Cal quarterbacks play, facing off. I mean, listen, Seattle – I shouldn't say Seattle. The Rams' defense showed up. You know, I had – I had the Rams over Seattle, you know, three weeks ago in Seattle, and Jared Goff buried me. 
I came back last week and jumped back on Seattle this time, and Russell Wilson buried me because golf didn't make a mistake. Um, and now here we are with the Rams plus six and a half. I just, I think Jared Goff learned his lesson with the pick and the Seattle game at the end of the first half that just sent McVay through the roof. And if Goff plays a clean game, this is going down to the wire. I, I think of all the football we watched and talked about, this could be one of the best matchups as a fan we get to see with Jalen Ramsey and Devontae Adams. I think that matchup, just watching that matchup, forget Aaron Rodgers, just watching Devontae Adams go at it with Jalen Ramsey is going to be must-see TV. But Green Bay has struggled, guys. Yeah. Green Bay, if you, if you look at Green Bay's schedule down the stretch, other than you know destroying Tennessee in the snow, they struggled with Carolina, eight-point game. Uh, struggled with Detroit, seven-point game. Um, that Philly game was a one-score game until uh, middle fourth quarter. Um, they really haven't played a defense like the one they're going to see here. This is the best defense they've seen in pretty much all year. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take the Rams plus the points. <laughs> all right, uh, Buffalo, I like the Bills minus two and a half against Baltimore. Could be snowy. I think Lamar Jackson has found out that since I used him over Kansas City and he absolutely buried me as the Ravens did in that game. I think he knows I'm on Columbus radio right now and he's mm-hmm. listening because every time I take the Ravens, they don't cover. Every time I go against them, like listen, last week if you would have told me before the game started, B Lang, million dollars, you can bet the game. Ravens are only going to score twenty points and you're getting Tennessee plus three and a half. Who do you bet? Titans plus three and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You were going to tell me that that Ravens offense was only going to score three points total in the second, third, and fourth quarter against that defense. I would have told you, you're on crack. Let's get you into rehab and let's get you sober. And let's get you sober quick. And to watch Arthur Smith fail on that level of just keep trying to pound Derrick Henry into an eight-man box and not throw to loosen up the run. I know you got a 2,000 rusher back there. But give give the Ravens credit. They figured out a way to cover that three and a half. So, um, Lamar, if you're listening, I'm going to say I'm not going to play the game. But something tells me that they're on a magical run right now and everybody's going to play Buffalo in this game. Yeah, I kind of um, like Baltimore. Buffalo struggles to stop the run. You saw it last week that Taylor gashed them. And now you got a running quarterback with, with Dobbs doing what he's doing and the offensive line's playing, the defense is healthy. I think that was a big win for Buffalo last week. But of all the teams that Buffalo did not want to see in this round, it was the Baltimore Ravens. I think they match up great against KC. I think they match up unbelievable with Cleveland. But their worst nightmare came to fruition that it should be Cleveland-Buffalo this week if Tennessee had handled their business. And instead, they got to face this Baltimore team. So my lean it's just towards Baltimore, but that's good for Buffalo fans because if I, if I say Baltimore, Lamar's going to explode and revert back to stupidity. All there right, finally, Tampa Bay, number 12, and Drew Brees. What is this, the third time this season? Blowout. Blowout. Saints blowout? Blowout. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Taylor Heineke. Not Drew Brees. Taylor Heineke. And that Washington offense with those wide receivers, Taylor Heineke threw for 305 yards. The reason why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the number one run defense in the NFL is because nobody runs it against them because that secondary can't cover. 
So when the Saints beat him 38-3 on Monday night when Michael Thomas came back, that was the problem. The fact that, A, the Tampa Bay offensive line can't block this defensive front. Brady had no time to throw. They jammed the receivers at the line of scrimmage. He had to hold on the ball for an extra second. Had the worst game of his career. Now, you want me to drink the Kool-Aid? You want me to drink the Tampa Bay Kool-Aid just like everybody else and think, well, God, they've looked great. After that, after that New Orleans loss, they blew out Carolina. Then they lost to the Rams. They lost to the Chiefs. And their last four games were against Minnesota, no defense. Atlanta, no defense. Detroit, no defense. So now everybody see these Star Wars numbers, no risk it, no biscuit, and we're back, and we can beat anybody. Okay, okay. I believe that when I used Tampa Bay against the Saints the first time when I watched that game and I was down 28-3, I go to my <laughs> wife who was sitting on the couch with me. I go, these, these two teams could play 100 times with this personnel, and the Saints would be 100 no. And the fact that it's three. Is that what it is? I was just yeah, going to ask right the now. number. It's, it's three. three. It's three. Wow. People are buying into the Brady hype. So, guys, I'm all over uh, the Saints with my best. Wow. BrandonLang.com is the site. Thanks, buddy. We'll do it next week. Next week. All right, guys. Have a good week.